I always back myself and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never, ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. We're going to Australia. Surely, surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. You can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green. Hey, it's Emma Carroll here from the Koi Gig Pod. Now, we've got some World Cup content that you need to get hooked right into your veins. This week, Vera Pau announced her squad to travel to the World Cup. And off the balls, Kathleen McNamee and Ashley O'Reilly headed out to UCD for the jersey presentations and to talk to the squad ahead of their travels. They spoke to about 12 players in their speed dating style media day, including Captain Kate McCabe, Rucha Littlejohn, Neve Fahey and Abby Larkin, to name but a few. Going to start off here with Kathleen speaking to the squad bolter, Izzy Atkinson. So you're probably the greatest story of this team in considering how you came into the squad. What was going through your head when you got the call that you were coming in? Like, what were you thinking? Well, yeah, obviously initially when I had gotten the call from Vera, it was to come in as a trainer player. Um, so at first it was, you know, obviously it was great to be called in, you know, given the opportunity. Um but I wasn't actually like a player like in the squad, so it was obviously training a player and um, just to you know train and not be a part of the squad initially because I hadn't been announced or anything. Um, and then I just I think I just went in with you know no fear attitude. I've nothing to lose. Um, as we were training, then I I just it, I think it, that pressure suited me like the no pressure suited me because I could just be free and just play. And yeah, I think I just um, one of the girls. Kira Crusa, she described it as like I, I wasn't a horse in the race, and then suddenly I was, you know, racing. And, and I, yeah, I just really remember when she said that to me. Um, I think I just really dug deep, and I just gave absolutely everything I could in training. Um, and yeah, I, I was performing. And I think she, I luckily got a chance to play against Zambia. Then um, thought I'd done, I thought I'd done well against Zambia. I thought I'd done all I could. Um, and yeah, I'm on this. I'm on the plane now. I, I can't believe it, to be honest. Um, how up and down football can be. My dad always says it's a roller coaster, um, and he's so right about that. Um, but yeah, I'm just so so happy now, just to be on. Like the past two weeks, it was rock bottom, and then I'm in, and then now I'm on the plane. I couldn't be any happier now. I'm just I'm so happy and so proud. I'd say it probably feels like a bit of a dream or something in terms of is this actually happening? Was there was it the Zambia game when you kind of realised? that you know you're getting a shot that like oh I really am in with a chance here or was it a bit sooner like I know you took Megan's room and you were able to be in with the team a little bit more what stage was it that you kind of thought right okay now now I'm in for it I think it yeah I think it was a zombie game um because obviously it hadn't been just training for two weeks um I had no idea what was going to happen for the game <laughs> and then when I seen that it was starting I was like oh my god um I need to be ready for this um, and you know in training you can you can tell the certain team by training you know maybe the day or two before um, but sometimes it changes so I had to just expect to play and I was ready for it luckily but yeah can't even explain it honestly when we were talking to Vera after the game about that first half and where things maybe went wrong for a while and the halftime talk and she said I said to the girls you know you're afraid of failing sometimes you have to fail to actually achieve things do you think because you went in with that kind of attitude of 
I don't know what's expected of me here, so I can only do my best. Do you think that probably helps you in situations like that? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm a player. I like to attack. I like to dribble. I like to go forward with the ball. Um, so as a defender, um, I think that's what's different about me. So I just said I'm going to go out here and be myself. Um, you know, any time I got the ball, I, I said I'm going to attack. Um, I think that was just—it's what I do as a player, and yeah, I'm just gonna keep, I just said I'm just gonna play with freedom, be me, and um, obviously, you know, work with the team as well. Um, but I just did that, and I think it really suited me. Yeah. And how much do you think your club experience this year helped you in terms of coming into quite an intense group? Not in terms of the people, but just in terms of the setting of a pre-World Cup camp and having the right mentality and also the right skills to pull it out of the bag when you really needed to. Yeah, West Ham has been huge help for me. Um, you know, even playing in the WSL, the best league in the world. Um, I think after being there a month, I felt like a different person. Um, person player, I've just developed so much since being there, being surrounded by so many great players, great athletes, great people, great staff, a great setup, everything. Um, I think I've just really developed from that. And yeah, I'm really grateful to West Ham. I'm excited now to have another year after the World Cup with them. So. How did you find the physical step up into the camp? Because I've talked to a few players who've made the leap over and sometimes it does take a couple of months to adjust because, as you say, WSL, best league in the world. Yeah, obviously I'd been a bit Celtic the year before that um, and it, it was it's not like West Ham. Um, obviously, like you said, the best league in the world, so you've, you just have to be ready for it. Um, but there's so many good teams in the league, like, you know, the top teams, like that you're playing like almost week in, week out because like, you need to play them. Um, Whereas, you know, with Celtic, it would have been just the top two teams four times a year. But, like, with the WSL, any team can beat you. So every single week would be a pressure point. So it was, you just had, I just got used to it, really. And, yeah, I loved it. And I'm asking every player this. We're compiling a World Cup playlist. So everyone walked out to the exact same song to get your jerseys. But if you had had a choice of what song you would have walked out to, what would it have been? Um... I think Hall of Fame, the script. Love that song. Yeah, and I, I listen to it on, on game day. So I just thought I'm about it. I don't know. It just always gets me going. So, yeah. I like that most people I've talked to so far. It's the song that they listen to on game day is the one that they would choose. So I think that's, that's nice. Well, thank you so much and best of luck at the World Cup. Kathleen also caught up with USA-based player Sinead Farrelly and she gave her thoughts on coming late into the squad. So as you were just saying, you've literally been travelling and you've not really had a chance to touch a ball or anything. Are you excited to get out on the pitch tonight? Very excited. I think it's almost been like four days. I feel like this is like the longest time, I mean, not in my life, obviously, but like since season started that I haven't touched a ball. So it's just like a good feeling to have that itch, you know, Um, because you're just reminded how much you love it and how much you love to do this. So, yeah. And how have you found it since coming into camp? Because it's obviously been quite a whirlwind for you guys, still playing your regular season and then coming straight into squad announcement and all the events. Yeah, it's been a lot and a whirlwind for sure, but I think it's been good. Like, I'd rather kind of just been, like, thrown into it, and that's kind of what it's been like. And, um, I like, now that I'm here, it's like this chapter starting for the World Cup and having all the events that we've had is just, like, letting that feeling sink in that this is really happening and like getting excited and I think that's an important part of the process so I'm just like grateful 
I was thinking last night at the Sky event, like there was a lot of Irish sort of crack. And I was like, I wonder how people like Sinead and Marissa are finding this. How did you find it? I loved it. And I'm also learning that this phrase crack is a phrase. I was just asking Louise about it. I'm like, what does it mean? Like fun? Um, Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like first of all, like the concert, I was like, this is so fun. Um, But I just like love the, the energy of Irish people and the humor and like, everything about it so I think I just feel at home like in that kind of place and so I think it's just been awesome to see like all the support too in the community for this team so it's been great yeah it really feels like it's kind of upped the ante a little bit the last couple of days I was waiting for when people would start to pay attention I think the squad being announced certainly made people really excited what do you think last night about like you know, there was all the clubs of little girls and they one club would be like we're home farm and everyone would be like boo but it was really nice yeah no I love it I mean that rivalry is fun like that age is you know where you kind of fall in love with soccer so the fact that like they were there I think so much of what we do is for the upcoming generations and so I think when you see the girls and the kids it just reminds you of like the things that we're fighting for what we're playing for and so it was awesome yeah. And looking ahead to the next week, the France game coming up, a few training sessions ahead of that, and then pretty much straight on a plane over to Australia. The whirlwind really doesn't stop. No. I feel like my life has been a whirlwind just for the last however long. But, um, yeah, I think I'm really – I know that it's going to kind of it, – it does have that, like, whirlwind effect, like, with the traveling and just getting ready. And I just really want to, like, be present and slow down as much as I can and enjoy the process because I know it's going to, like, in some sense fly by – and I'm going to miss it. So I think I'm really just taking it day by day and just taking in yeah, the moment. Yeah. And how has it been being back into football, back into proper season and now going to a World Cup? I mean, to come back into the game and to have all those things happening at once, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, cool, definitely for sure. And like hard and a lot and overwhelming. Um it's just been like such a ride and I don't, I feel like I'm not going to like, it's hard to remove myself from it. Cause it's like all I know now I'm going to look back and be like, that was the craziest time in my whole life. Cause it's just one thing after another, you know, but I'm, I'm so grateful and I wouldn't have like done it a different way or I guess I didn't have control over it, but I'm just like glad that I decided to get soccer back in my life. Cause it's just been like one surprise after the next and just been so fun. And, um, yeah, it's been crazy, but, like, again, just so grateful for the opportunity. And um, what has the reaction to Irish fans been like to you? Because you came in for that U.S. camp, and a lot of people weren't expecting you to join the camp. And this is probably your first proper time on Irish soil since then, I assume? Yeah, I so i not on social media, so I, like, do my best to stay off that. But I know that just from my own Irish family and just from, you know people send me like, oh, this article or something. So I've seen a little bit of things. And so I do feel support. Obviously, I think it is a difficult position to be kind of new and come in and and know that I wasn't part of like them qualifying and stuff like that. Um, But I hope to just like make the country proud and the teammates proud and just know that like I'm truly honored and it's a privilege to be here. And is there any part of you that's kind of worried with the intensity of the tournament? Because, I mean, like a lot of people on the squad have never played three games in the space of 10 days. It's quite quite a lot. Yeah, I'm, I think it's natural to worry. Like, I definitely am, but I also feel like I'm as ready as I'll ever be. And all I can do is just, like, try it, <laughs> you know what I mean, and show up. So 
I'm hoping my body will withstand it. I mean, it's more than physical too. It's like mental and emotional, but I think I'm as like prepared and as ready as I'll ever be. So, and final question, you guys got your jerseys earlier and you all walked out to the same song, but we're putting together a playlist of the songs that you all would have walked out to if you'd had a choice of your individual songs. So what would you have chosen? Oh my God. Music is like my life. There's like too many songs. Okay. Like what vibe would I want? Oh, I want like pump up or slow. Um, I feel like you almost need like a boxing ring rock a ring walk sort of song like you know Arusha came out like punching there yeah stuff. yeah like that oh. um god I don't know I feel like the um oh I've real. I don't know but like sorry this is like you're like I don't want you to take this long um like I don't want too harsh of a song like I'm more of like soft so oh when I I think I would do um Queen, like under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like has some beat, but a little casual. I, that was like a song. And when I was in college, we all got to pick a song to put on like the warm up playlist when we were seniors, and that was the song I picked. So full circle moment, I'd pick the same song. So so kind of apt the whole under pressure going into a World Cup. Exactly. That's a, I'm so anxious. So that's perfect. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, today. Now, Donegal native Kira Grant speaks about that first game in Australia and what it's going to feel like. So Kira, as we were just saying, absolutely delighted you're in the squad. You can't wipe the smile off your face. I'm sure you're equally as delighted. Yeah, honestly, I think just Monday and Tuesday were, you know, kind of tried to switch off at the weekend and then we were back in training. So it was back to reality and just, yeah, just on uh, Tuesday, I could not wait for that phone call to come and was just waiting, waiting. I think I had cleaned my room, sorted all of my stuff, just trying to <laughs> kill the time. But um, yeah, it was just honestly the, the wave of emotion when I heard the good news was incredible. And so the last few days have just been very special as well. Lots of people reaching out, old coaches, family, friends, people that I haven't spoken to in years. And it's just, it just shows how far and wide the good news goes for every player and all of their connections and the country itself. It just... Yeah, it just feels really special for, for Ireland at the moment. I think that's the thing with this team. Like, if anyone knows any of the individual players or they come from their area, there's a real sense of ownership is maybe the wrong word, but a sense of person and place. And it's really nice that the team has that connection with people all around the country. I think so. And just that just shows the community of Ireland. Like, it's the smallest place ever. You go walk, you know, you go to Wexford and you meet somebody and you're, you know, everybody knows somebody. Um, and that's what's special about Ireland. And Olivia, too, last night at our kind of celebration night, she just... The way she described the, the Irish hunger and the Irish attitude in not just in sports people, but in the Irish in general. And I think we all share that common connection. And then the history between us and Australia and the amount of people that live over there. I just, yeah, I think it's gone far and wild, the excitement. And I think that opening game, we're going to have a, a huge Irish roar there, which is just special as well. Yeah, every time someone says to me, like, how do you think you're going to feel when you hear the first strains of Ron Levine in the stadium? I'm like, don't talk to me about it. I will probably cry <laughs> even just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I loved the three women last night, Olivia, Paula and Linda, because I feel like you were saying there was so much emotion over the last couple of days. And I feel like they really brought everyone together and they just stood up and they were like, has anyone appreciated the fact that you've just had an incredible achievement? Yes. And you know, we would have loved to have had this moment. And it almost felt like there was a sigh of relief and everyone was like, oh, okay, we can actually lean into this and enjoy yeah. it now. And I think that's right, because on the day of the announcement, like, it's it's a lot of mixed emotions, you know. Even the pressure that had been there for the two weeks, the, you know, the emotions of the day. Then when you hear the good news, you're also very aware that some people aren't hearing good news. And they're your friends. They're people, you know. And then also just the people who've been in the squad for the last two years, the the European qualifiers, everybody who's come beforehand. It's 
Yeah, it, it was it was honestly like, I, don't, I can't even ex- explain the emotion I felt at the time. It was just there was a lot going on, whereas now in the last 24 hours, it's been more excitement and happiness and wow, this is actually real life. Like we have five sessions a game against France and then we are flying to Australia. Um, so yeah, so just letting that sink in and just... Yeah, I think the three women last night, I loved how Nathan um, and Ashton didn't even speak. They were just like, oh, please go. And everybody was like listening to every word. But even then, I liked the way Olivia was like, somebody like, bitter. Like, why would I be bitter? Like this, we all as female athletes support each other. Not just in football, across the board, the hockey, the Gaelic, everybody. It's just, I think as a nation and as women of Ireland, it's just we're all supporters of each other. And I feel that. I feel that with everybody who's, who's reached out. It's just incredible. Um, and then just personally for me and my family, it's just, yeah, it's it's been it's been incredible. Olivia texted me this morning and was like, Kathleen, is that going out anywhere? Because I just want to relive the entire moment again. And I was like, I love this. You're just so delighted with everything that's going on. Um, so looking ahead to the France game, obviously coming up, you said you have five training sessions in between. First one's tomorrow, is it? It's tonight. Yeah. It's tonight. Oh. Jeez, no rest for you guys at all. Busy, busy week, yeah. <laughs> um, so are you looking forward to just getting on the pitch and I suppose playing? There is the pressure of going to the World Cup, but it's a very different pressure to actually making the squad in the first place. Honestly, and like uh, I think you've just yeah, hit the nail on the head there. Um, every camp we go into, there's always 26, 27 players. So there's always that kind of like, who's going to be in the 23? Whereas now the 23 are traveling. We have the training players, which is excellent. And honestly, you know, it's just great to have them. And, you know, we really appreciate them coming. Um, but for the 23 we can just focus on training now there's none of that background stress or pressure that anybody's worrying about the 23 are going we can push each other we can get our game plan down and just yeah, work towards the first three games we have two great um, you know, uh, games against France coming up um, when we get over there as well so it's just like yeah, about settling in executing our game plan and it's World Cup it's group stages anything can happen our plan for the week could go up in the air after the Australia game it's just going to be reacting changing but I think us Irish do that well and honestly I think the underdog title we love that as Irish um, going into that stadium against Australia I don't think people are nervous I think there's excitement everybody's buzzing the pressure's on them we've beat them before yes they've got better we've also got better it's the World Cup who knows what's going to happen and I think that's the attitude we're going to have and we're just going to try and execute our game plan as best we can and how are you feeling about the intensity of having three games in 10 days? Because obviously we've never been to a major tournament before, so it's our first time living that proper tournament life. Look, I think we're the team that travels the most over there, but you know that's obviously a detriment. But then the benefit of that is we do get an extra day between each game, so it might you know also help us. Um, and yeah, look, uh, the last memory I have of something like this was you know 2010 was at the Under-18 World Cup, which is a long time ago, and my memory's a bit blurred. Um, there was a lot of crack <laughs> back then. Um, but again, yeah, I think that's just important because it's not just about the football. It's about keeping the group, the players, the staff all on the same, you know, kind of, you know, path and motivated the whole time, which is not an easy thing to do. So I think it's just all about that balance as well. So work when we have to work, but also allow us to switch off. And, you know, like a lot of people have a lot of family and friends going over there, too. So we're hopefully going to get to see them at different stages as well and just enjoy the whole experience for me. You know, it's been a long time coming and I just want to try and be as present as I can and just enjoy the whole experience. And we're putting together a World Cup playlist, basing it on the fact that you all walked out on the sa- for the same song to get your jerseys earlier. But if you had to choose a song that you would want to walk out to, what would it be? That is a big question. And a question my friends asked me a couple of weeks ago that I did not think about. Um, <laughs> song that I would like to walk out to. Can I get back to you on that? <laughs> 
as long as you texted me to it so I can add it to the playlist because okay, I've cool. I've uh, promised a couple of players that they can have it for their listen on the plane free, over free by Florence in the machine yeah I like that one at yeah. the moment yeah. we'll take that that's a, one of those two. that's a good answer <laughs> Kira thank you so much thank you very much Hannah Payne recently graduated from college in the US and she spoke about training with Denise O'Sullivan at North Carolina Courage. How are you feeling today? Um, I feel very happy today. I'm very tired after yesterday's Sky event. Um, it was a great event and I think we all really needed it after the past week. You know, everyone's been nervous and, you know, um, there's been a lot of mixed emotions. But um, I think today everyone's a little bit more uplifted now and we realise that we're all picked to go to a World Cup and, you know, the squad is finalised. So it's nice to see. It was a really nice moment when everyone was going up on stage to get their jerseys and Vera just had the opportunity to give everyone a massive hug and like have that moment with them because I know she said she didn't really get the chance to have moments with you all individually. Did that mean a lot to you? Yeah, of course. You know, we didn't have like individual moments of like saying that we had been picked for the squad and for the 23. And like I said, the past few days has just been hectic with, um, you know, emotions and everyone being nervous and everything. So it is nice to actually finally get that moment being presented with your jersey and you know actually realizing that you are picked and you're not going to be on the plane for Australia. It's kind of been I assume an emotional few weeks for you as well with finishing up college and then coming straight into a training camp how have you been coping with it all? Um, Yeah so I just recently graduated in May so um, I went out to uh, Denise Sullivan's team actually in North Carolina and I trained there for a couple of weeks and then I came home Um, so yeah it's been a there's been a lot going on you know um, but right now I'm just trying to focus on, you know, going to a World Cup and realising that and picks and, you know, focusing on those three first three games because it's such a huge occasion. And I don't think, I don't know, I'm not really realising it and I don't think I'm going to realise that until I'm actually in Australia and like playing in that first game. But yeah, full focus is on that now. Every time I see like an overhead shot of the stadium in Sydney, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be there. That's really strange. <laughs> um, how did you find training with the NWSL team? I really enjoyed it. You know, Denise has been talking about uh, North Carolina her whole life and she loves it over there. So I was really excited to see what it was about. But um, I think it's helped me a lot. I needed somewhere to train for that space for that month before we came into camp. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it was definitely great. And they were really accommodating to me and everything. And it was just it was a really good experience. Yeah. Denise hasn't been in your ear being like, Heather, come join us. <laughs> She's been in my ear for the past year knowing um, I was going to finish up in FSU. But, you know, the American system is different, you know, with the draft system and everything. If I could just go to North Carolina, I would in a heartbeat. But, you know, it's different over there. Um, but I'm just happy and grateful that I got to have that experience. And looking ahead now to next week, France coming to town. It's an absolutely massive game, sold out in Tala. Are you looking forward to getting back out on the pitch and kind of, I suppose, doing what you all do best, which is play football? Yeah, of course. Like I mentioned, this week has just been um, surreal, you know, with being announced and people not getting picked and all this media and everything. I think next week we're back in camp, we're back in Castlenock. Um, so it'll be a nice build up to the France game. Um, it's our send-off game and France are obviously a really, really good opponent, opponent. So it'll be a good match to prepare for the tournament, of course. And then, you know, the next day we're, we're heading off to Australia. So I think I'm really looking forward to next week, yeah. And your role within the squad has changed a little bit over the last couple of months. How are you finding that? Um, yeah, so, of course, I've been playing up front, you know, for the past two years with Vera. That was the first time I've ever played up front. Um, but, you know, I've played as a wing back or a winger my whole life. And I've played as a fullback recently with Florida State. So I am a lot more comfortable as a wing back. And I'm kind of just taking on that role now and I'm really enjoying it. 
and so I've asked every player this question, but you all walked out to the same song earlier to get your jerseys. If you had one song that you could have chosen, what song would it have been? You know what, that's a that's a really good I'm just gonna go with that song because you know, it really is an Irish song and it just shows like the spirit of Irish people and the pride of having that jersey, so I'm just gonna go with that. That's a very good answer. Thank you so much, Heather. <laughs> Lucy Quinn was a player to make the plane, um, but she didn't initially make that trip to the USA a couple of months ago for camp. Um, she spoke to Kathleen about how she turned her fortune around and made the plane. So, squad's announced, jerseys are got, send-off has been had, back to training tomorrow. How are you feeling? Yeah, um, it's a lot all at once, um, but yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's what we've waited so long for, and yeah, it's all starting to sink in now, obviously, with things like this and the shirt presentation, and yeah, it's just brilliant. And I was just chatting to Izzy Atkinson before you, and obviously she was the. We all said there would be someone that was a bolter in the squad, and it was very much her. Right. You were kind of that person when the US camp, where you weren't in initially, and then you got called in, and then really, really impressed Vera. What was it like coming into the camp off the back of knowing that you'd had that experience in the States? Yeah, it was massive for me, actually, and that was a, a challenging point, like to hear that you're not in a squad, especially in the run up to a World Cup. I was, I'm not going to lie about it, I was absolutely devastated, I was heartbroken, but. You know the quality of the squad and the depth in squad and she needs to see players because ultimately she had to pick players for the World Cup. Um, when I got called in for an injury, that's never nice, but I just thought that this is an opportunity that I need to show what I can do. Um, and yeah, for me, that was something that I'll always be proud of myself for is how you handle those situations and how much you fight back. And yeah, Vera was uh, supportive and, and we communicated a lot and um, I think she really just wanted to see me kick on and really produce consistently what she believes that I can produce and I wanted to take the momentum of that unbelievable USA camp into the rest of my club season and I feel like I managed to maintain that form and yeah luckily I think that's been a massive help to being sat here right now. And Vera said that there was a few things that she had talked to you about that you needed to tweak in your game but it was a fairly tight turnaround to be told those things and then have like a camp against the best team in the world arguably. How did you achieve that? Um, yeah, there were things that we spoke about and I've obviously been a professional footballer for a few years now and I've played in different positions and different roles and managers want you to play slightly differently and for me I always tried to do those things but I never wanted to uh, to lose my personality and what I can bring to the, to the squad and I think for me USA was just a massive, well, just give it everything you've got and, and be you, obviously do all those things that the team need you to do but also just try and show in moments maybe what makes you different to other players so I think it was just I had nothing to lose at that point and maybe that that was something that worked positively for me in that moment and I just kind of ran with it it's probably a good time for it to come as well in the sense that it's not coming now when you're trying to get into a world cup spot and you're able to prove your time a little bit ahead of it coming into this camp then how are you feeling yeah, no, it was it was nerve-wracking. I, I knew that I'd had a good camp, obviously the America camp, and I knew that I'd worked really hard and, and done everything I could at club. I'd managed to get a few goals and a few player-of-the-match um, performances, and that was a, a nice feeling because I knew that I'd given the best version of me, and whether I was picked or not, I'd have no regrets, and I wouldn't look back with any bitterness of myself, and I'd just be happy for whoever was in the squad. But luckily, I feel like I've managed to, to maintain that run and, and came to training, just gave everything that I could. And, you know, uh, training's always a difficult one because there's so many people and you're working on so many different things. But 
yeah, luckily it seems that she thinks I'm valuable enough to, to be in the squad. And yeah, coming into training, I just wanted to enjoy it and know I'd done everything possible. And it's been a busy few days between these sort of media engagements, the send-off. Is there any part of you that's just looking back to getting on a training pitch tomorrow and just playing some football for the next couple of days? Yeah, I, I, you could say so. Obviously, that's why we're here and that's what we love doing. And, and now we've lost that bit of nervousness because now we know the squad and now we can really start working towards the games that we have. And that will be a nice feeling um, to just be relaxed and just know that you're, you're part of it all. Um, but I think secretly we all really enjoy things like this these days because this is what the girls have fought so hard for so many years to get women's football in this country to this point. We want kids to see everything, know the girls, know their stories. So secretly the girls love the cameras um, and it's what they want to be doing. But yeah, I guess just the one day of it, otherwise we might get a bit lost without the football. <laughs> and then even in terms of mentality how do you kind of keep yourself on a level playing field excuse the pun like with the highs of getting there the lows of friends missing out then the highs of the send-off events and seeing all the people talking about how brilliant it is yeah yeah no it's a difficult one and you know you hear all the time how difficult elite sport is and playing at this level but unless you're in it I don't think you understand how draining some things that you wouldn't expect to be draining would be Obviously, we're all so close, and I play at club with Harriet and Jamie, and um, yeah, the, the people that they are and the players that they are are just so valuable to the squad. And it was difficult. Twenty-three was too small a number for me for the the class of people and and footballers that we have. So yeah, it's draining and it's up and down. Um, but I think you just have to remember that you're here to represent them, your friends, your family, your teammates, your club, and I think that's kind of what keeps me going to every day just do do my best really and finally I'm asking every player this but you all walked out to the same song but if you had a choice of what song you could have walked out to what would you have picked it's a good question um to be fair we had a vote on the song so we all decided that one and now that's become a bit of an anthem so I do love that one it is a classic yeah it is (laughs) um I don't know we were laughing the other day um we had some kind of techno music on in the changing room and I was being myself and dancing around very silly so I'd say something like really techno strobe lights smoke just all the drama really yeah I love it that would be perfect (laughs) thank you so much Lizzie best of luck Kira Carusa is another one that slightly changed her role and she spoke to Callian on how she prepared for that role up front you've just got your jersey how are you feeling wow Um, it almost feels like everything happens so quickly I feel like I'll understand the feelings like you know, like an hour or maybe 24 hours from now. Um, but that being said, to see, to be sitting here with your last name printed on such a special jersey and to see this number and know that you'll be wearing this in the biggest stage, you know, of your career is something incredibly special. So it's, um, yeah, it's very valuable. <laughs> very cool. It was very nice seeing Vera giving you all big hugs because I know we talked to her yesterday and how incredibly difficult she's found the last couple of days. It felt like last night and today were just really good moments to just soak in the fun element of things and the actual excitement of we're going to the first ever World Cup. Oh yeah, and I think that I think that too when that hug is almost like this big sigh of relief for the both of us just to because to recognize that like this is a momentous moment and this is something to be celebrated and it's something that those before us and those who have played with us in the last few weeks and over the last few campaigns like everyone has attributed to this and we like Shavira said last night we stand on the shoulders of those who had come before us and so that hug almost represented this like hey like 
congratulations, celebrate this. Isn't it, this is a moment to be happy about, and it truly is. Like it's it's genuine. I think that really came through last night when Linda, Olivia, and Paula were talking, and there was almost like it was almost like they wrapped the group up in a hug, and they were just like. We know it's been a difficult few days, but also look at what you're doing and uh, let that sink in for a second. I don't know if you guys felt that as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think coming from them as well, they understand the feelings, the tumultuous feelings that we have right now in this all. Like as athletes, I think sometimes we we can like really um, like we can really like hold like like we can really like understand how each other feel whether we were in or whether we're not in or like getting a missed opportunity not being looked at or maybe getting that one last opportunity and that making you get in so I feel like we can we can really empathize with one another and we of course understand that like this is a moment that we celebrate and like we are appreciative of those who come before us but to hear them say it as well that like it is that they are so excited for us and that they're excited that they were a part of our story as well is like I mean, it's something to make. I was sitting there. I was like, we need to make a documentary about this. Like, this is unbelievable. I mean, like Linda's memory alone was just like, I was like, start writing this down. It was so good. I love talking to them all at the 50th anniversary event. And there was just women who hadn't seen each other in like 20, 30 years. And they were like, is that that Mary? Is that you? And like, they're just like, their memories were just incredible. You obviously took up a bit of a new position in the team in the U.S. camp. Have you been kind of training with leaning towards that position again or your more traditional position? Yeah, great question. Um, I'd say that definitely have been preparing myself for and with the team for any position that presents itself. That being said, I do know that with our successes in the last camp and a lot of the big steps we've made, um, I definitely know that like that is a role in which I should be prepared for as well coming up into the World Cup. Um, and it's one that, yeah, like it's something that you basically have to be like mentally, physically, emotionally ready to be training at any point. But I'd say, yes, like I'm very much preparing for to be in a role or to be in a position to, to be there again. And looking ahead to the France game next week, you guys have probably had so much going on the last few days. It's probably hard to even think that far ahead. But what are you looking forward to in terms of getting back out on the pitch? And this time it's like, OK, this is our squad. We're going to the World Cup. We need to perform. Yeah, no, it's exciting to have that test. I mean, every every camp, it feels like it's like a new test. It's like it's a test, but it's different from the last one. And it's still going to be different from the next one. But um, I'd say that this is an opportunity for us to really present ourselves and prepare ourselves for the competition and the level of competition we will meet here very soon and I think that's like Vera has always said that meeting opponents like that is the most important thing exposing yourself you know physically exposing yourself emotionally exposing yourself in every capacity to those kinds of levels of of play is the only way to be able to succeed and prepare for it in the future so I'm excited because again like it is competition that we we thrive in we love it it's something that we need to be comfortable with and you can see how much the team has developed in that sort of atmosphere over the last couple of years. And finally, everyone walked out to the same song to get their jersey. But if you had to walk out to a particular song to receive your jersey, what song do you think it would be? That is a great question. Um, okay. I think the song I would go out to is very, it's very niche, but it's a Drake song off one of his, his album from 2016, and it's called Child's Play. And 
I know everyone might be looking that up being like, how, why would this person? But the girls will understand. That's, that would be the song, my signature song that I would walk out to. I love it. I'm going to ask everyone this question and compile all the answers and then... Yes, make a playlist of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my World Cup playlist. I know. Why That'll... not? I'll follow it on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Karen. Yeah. Now, Megan Walsh may not be the number one goalkeeper with Courtney Brosnan winning all the plaudits this year, but she spoke about the goalkeeping union and the importance of supporting the number one. So you have your jerseys now, which is very exciting. Uh, how are you feeling knowing that kind of all the events I suppose are over at this stage and now into straight trade in tomorrow and prep for France next week um, it's a good feeling to like finally be settled like everyone's in the squad because it was looming over some people and it you know tensions do come but now you know we're all on the plane we're all raring to go basically and a lot of people uh, questioned the fact that like there's four goalkeepers going there's obviously the three yourself on the squad and then there's an extra one going what does that add for you, I suppose, in training when you're over in Australia? I think it just helps. Like We can add more things into training, more elements and different you know, training techniques and stuff like that. So it, it helps with four of us. And what are the sort of things that you can do at four that maybe three goalkeepers you wouldn't be able to do? Um, you, can add, you can add in different elements to the training session, which you know, makes more decision-making and you can practice the decision-making within that then. And between the four goalkeepers, what are the things, I suppose, that you've learned the most from being in the squad with them over the last while? I think it's just supporting each other. You know, we're, we are a great bunch of girls and we all get on together. And, you know, it is only for one spot. So we, we understand that and we're happy with that to support the number one. Yeah, you guys have always seemed very tight. And even when, say, you're doing the main training session and then you go off to do your own session it seems like a very supportive group is that something that was natural since you entered the group or is it something that's kind of developed over time I think it's natural I think it's like a credit to the girls you know they are good people so they just care and support you yeah and what's it like seeing Courtney when you know player of the year sometimes goalkeepers aren't always the ones to get their recognition I say it's nice seeing your position highlighted in that way yeah definitely you know Normally, goalkeepers are always seen when they do a mistake, so it is really like proud to see Courtney doing well and get recognised for that. And what are you most looking forward to with being over in Australia? Just the experience of it all. Like none of the girls have ever experienced this on a world stage, so it's just something that we couldn't even imagine. Oh, it seems like a very tight group in general, so it should be nice having that support while you're over there. But how do you also bring yourself down, I suppose, from the highs and the lows as well, I suppose, of the last couple of days? Because I know like a lot of players were upset about the players that didn't make it. How do you plan on kind of evening yourself out? Um, probably just connecting back with family, you know, talking to them, just catching up basically, yeah. That's all Kathleen's lot, but Ashling O'Reilly was also out there and she got to speak to Captain Katie McCabe. And here she is on how she never saw herself as a captain at underage level. So Katie McCabe, is it all sinking in now? We had the brilliant show last night where you got to be there with your friends, family, the whole squad sinking in. We're going to a World Cup. Yeah, look, I guess the last few weeks has been crazy. Um, you know, we've obviously had the Zambia game and the uncertainties of who's going to be selected and who's not. So I think now the fact we have a lot of clarity on who's going um, is yeah, it's so exciting. And even the event last night um, through Sky and off the ball was, was fantastic kind of share those moments with family is was really special and when you look back on your career has there 
been a moment yet where you've able to sit and sort of say, whoa, what I look what I've achieved. Like I spoke to Neve there and she said the other day she just tapped herself on the back and just said, <laughs> really? like, well done. Like all your hard work and, and look where you got to. Have you had a moment like that? I don't think I have, to be fair. Um, the the schedule with even club is just like it's just so full on and you're kind of just plugging away and going game by game and maybe post World Cup I'll, I'll have a I'll have a moment when I go away and, and kind of switch off to prepare before I prepare for another season um, so yeah to kind of reflect and, and look back on it right now I'm just kind of trying to enjoy every moment um, of being here I'm so grateful to be here to be have a, a seat on a plane to our first ever major tournament it's honestly so special. Yeah, when you look back at the journey you've had from from starting out all those years ago, what comes to your mind, I suppose? Is there any trainer or a coach that comes to mind to sort of influence your career? Yeah, look, there's every single one of them, to be honest. Every every single one of them helped me so much in in so many ways, whether that was my dad couldn't drop me to train and the coach would pick me up and make sure I was a training or a game and... Um, yeah, my dad trying to balance having 10 other kids and, and trying to get me to my matches on a weekend, you know. Um, yeah, look, people have sacrificed so much in order for me to get here and I'm very incredibly proud of that and I'll be holding them with me when I'm going there to, to perform and, and to, to represent the, the country. Yeah, I got to meet some of your family last night. Yeah. They're very, very proud. <laughs> They're gas. They're gas. <laughs> but so, so proud. Like, when I went up to them and they wanted to ask questions, they didn't know what to ask and they said, if we ask who's our biggest inspiration in the family, She's just going to say Lauren. She yeah, Lauren. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, with Lauren, um, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm so happy with how focused she is and, and wanting to, to be like me. And the fact I she can look up to me and I can be a role model for her is, is really special. And for each and every single one of the girls here, um, they're absolutely unbelievable um, in terms of what they give to, to young young players and, and young girls, young fans when they come to games. And that's what we want to represent as this team, inspire the next generation and... Yeah, inspire a generation of kids. Hopefully one day that'll be in our position um, when we're 40, 50, absolutely retired and ready to cheer them on as well. Yeah, a long time yet, Katie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What does it feel like to be a role model? Like when you come into football, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to be a pro footballer. You don't know if you're going to play for Ireland. They're all the hopes and dreams. But now you're literally the, the captain of the Irish team. You are this role model. You see your face everywhere. Do you enjoy all that? Is it is it weird or what's it like for you? Yeah, look, I think at first when it starts to kind of happen, um, you're kind of like, oh, what do you do with this? But ultimately for me, I just try to continue to be the Kate I've always been. Um, obviously grow with that in terms of the responsibilities then you take on, whether that's being a captain or when you're playing at a, really, at like a high level at Arsenal um, week in, week out. And I just want to be able to use my voice and my platform in a positive way um, we've got um, yeah we've got a massive a massive thing now in women's football where like you said we're becoming role models and I think one thing with, with this team it's yeah they take it in their stride and um, yeah the, the love and the attention they give back to young fans at games is something that we, we never want to have that disconnect we always want to be connected to the young, the young fans and when you became captain of this Ireland team the youngest captain ever did you see yourself as a captain always? Was that in your mind? No, we've never captained uh, any underage teams or anything like that. I've always just been Katie that can have the crack and yeah. play um, and, yeah, not really have any, any pressure on my shoulders or anything like that. Um, so then to be asked to be the next captain of Ireland, I had to mature pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but I was, yeah, very honoured um, that Colin saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Um, and through the support network of the senior girls, like... Lou, Fahiru, Denise, Diane, um, 
even still speaking to Emma Bourne to this day um, I've got a really great support network that um, if I need any advice or guidance I've, I've got um, yeah, fantastic people around me to, to do that Has this been your most successful season yet? Obviously everything that happened with Arsenal like goal of the season player of the season there as well has it been the most successful one yet or I don't know I don't look look back too much um, I just try to look at okay how can I even get even better going forward and I think that's why you're taking the case yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair like uh, honestly I, I'm I'm so proud of the, the personal accolades I've, I've received mm-hmm. whether that's at club level but none of them is possible without the, the work you, the rest of your team likewise with these group of girls they're so fantastic and um, I'm just incredibly honoured to be able to be leading them to our first World Cup and what does the schedule look like now for the next three it's weeks crazy yeah it's pretty crazy um, we've got um, a weekend off after training today and tomorrow um, and then we're straight into prepare for France and that'll be the final send off game before we go to Australia um, we've got friendly out there and then it's all focused on Australia so um, yeah I think the weeks are going to fly by that's what I'm speaking about like being able to switch off when we can whether it's getting a coffee going on a walk together um, had a few uh, dips at the 40 foot um, nice. as a team so yeah. um, just trying to enjoy it um, and kind of enjoy being at home together um, in Dublin and yeah just preparing for the biggest summer of our lives yeah because it's important to enjoy it all to take it in to not let it pass you and think well do we just do that <laughs> oh absolutely look we started as young girls playing football for the love of it and we enjoyed it and um, Swabby, we've all kind of spoke about it when we get there just to enjoy it taking each moment playing in front of 80,000 fans opening a, a World Cup against the host nation you can't say <laughs> you'll, you'll do that too many times <laughs> in your life if not ever again so um, yeah it's going to be an incredible moment for us all but once that that whistle blows um, on the 20th of July um, we'll be fully focused on, on um, yeah, trying to upset Australia Brilliant Kate well we're all behind you Thanks Very so much love. Cheers Thank, thank you, you. Rusha Littlejohn is a player that has struggled with injury this year and was a bit uncertain about becoming a pro in the first place. But here she is about making the squad and her plans for after football with her sister Shaban. Rusha, is it sinking in now? You're going to a World Cup? It sounds like we were talking about this earlier and I don't think it really is. It probably wouldn't sink in until we're maybe on the plane or maybe the first game. Yeah, I know. And when you heard that you were going, you're in the squad, tell us a little bit about it when we were told everyone what was it like. It was um, it was obviously sad because we, we'd heard about some of the girls that weren't going, so we were kind of disappointed for them. I don't think there'd be another nation that was um, sad. Honestly, it was quite it was sad news, but then I think probably the day after, um, the girls would be a bit more cheerier. We're going, right, we've made the squad. It's time to then, we need to move forward and set a focus on we're going to Australia, so... Played. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what was it like to, to tell your family? Do you know what? I actually just sent um, the family group chat a text. I just said, I'm on the plane. And that's all I said. Um, obviously, then they're all texting. But um, you kind of just wanted to be off your phone for a wee bit and just um, just sort of relax and stay away from the phone. The phone's been hopping since. Obviously, everybody wishing you, wishing you the best and congratulating you. But um, no, it's, it's a nice moment. And was it a moment that was maybe a nerve-wracking one at times? What was it like for the 24 hours, 48 hours before that, wondering if you'd made it? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it was a very stressful camp. Uh, the girls, um, myself included, were, couldn't really relax because you just wanted to know where you're going, where you're not. But look, that's the way it is, and we knew it was going to be like that. But um, we can sort of celebrate now. 
yeah, does it feel like there's a little bit of sense of relief? I know you still have to go to a World Cup, but does it feel like, okay, we're here now, we can breathe and we can just put on our best form? Yeah, definitely. I was just saying uh, yesterday, the girls, I was like, well, I, I've not even made the plane yet. My, my season's been injured non-stop, so I need to not be injured before the plane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's nice to um, know that we're going there and... Um, I think we can all just set a focus. We've got France coming up soon, so it's going to be a tough game, but great preparation for heading out there. And has there been a moment yet that you've just sort of stopped and thought, wow, look how far I've came? Looking back and maybe the setbacks, as you said, these injuries that you had, different clubs, the, the whole journey that you've had as a player, have you stopped and thought, wow, look where I'm going to a World Cup, this is what I want to I've not this week, but um, I would say... I think during last season I had the chat with my sister uh, Shaban and we'd spoke about that um, I think if you look at my career like we started I was, I was training like during nights I was training like three nights four nights a week and then the games came so far that you're getting to it's 11 now you can make 11 out of it you're, it's your job and it's amazing We get to I get to turn up and kick a ball about a football pitch and it's amazing it's so nice um, it's not been an easy journey it's been tough but that's the way football is and everyone's journey's different you know you're going to, my journey's going to be a lot different from Denise and Katie's um, everyone's got their own story and it's not always plain sailing but you do it because you love it and you just want to be part of it so and I'm sure there was moments when you started out that you probably thought I can't make a living out of this this is impossible there's not enough opportunity things have changed drastically still work to do but things have definitely changed did you think at, at one point maybe a, a professional footballer isn't what I can do um, when I was at school I hated school and my mum used to be like you have to go to school and what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like no it's fine I'll just play football and they were like well that's you can't do that I was like no I can't it's okay but obviously I was young and deluded didn't really have a clue but uh, the games came so far that it, it did become a possibility um, when I was training in the evenings I always thought it's okay I'll, I'll play football and then eventually I, I got to do that but um, obviously the, the salaries are different throughout the game but I still get to be, make it a job and then I'm looking after football I'm getting on I'm 33 next week but I think there's still an opportunity for me to be around football and work in football and that's exciting so yeah it's good yeah, you mentioned your family there. Obviously, Siobhan, we, we all know her well. She's done off the ball quite a bit. Uh, mm. Yeah, so she's working in the industry as well. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Does she really at all? She doesn't really. Like, it's actually a good thing. It's, it's funny, though, like her being my sister, I need to be... Um, aware of what I say around her and if I, say, if I say anything I'm like can you not say that please could you keep that quiet so actually you'd be a bit more cautious but um, no it's good to have her sit in the game um, it's nice and I think when we do stuff together you get to bounce off each other easily so um, it's quite good hopefully we can do a wee bit more going forward now especially when I stop playing I think there's opportunities for us to work a bit more so. yeah oh my god podcast something like that hopefully we, we'd started the podcast ages that. ago but yeah. then uh, um, the two of us were doing our own set of YouTube thing um, but yeah, I think there's there's something there. There's something in the pipeline for sure. So watch this space. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, during the qualifiers, it was such a, a tough process to qualify for the mm. World Cup. Um, and I remember you put up a tweet. Uh, I think it was after the Slovakia game. And everybody at home was buzzing. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew. Are they true or are they not true? Everyone was confused by the whole process. Yeah. And I remember you put up a tweet saying, um, we're eight games in and we're still not qualified. It's a, it's a kick in the Mary to, to <laughs> yeah. And Siobhan replies underneath it and said, you should do inspirational talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said a lot of things on um, social media that I can't keep up with, but yeah. I like to just say it how it is. But even that, it's like nobody had a clue what was going on. I didn't have a clue. I was going, are we going to a World Cup? Are we not? Like, it was so confusing. But anyway, we're going now. So uh, yeah, 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 we're going. Yeah. Tell us about the night in Scotland. Obviously, you weren't playing that night. I got to speak to you 
afterwards you could see what it mm, meant yeah you know yeah but yeah and it's obviously being from Scotland yeah um honestly it's the most emotional I've probably been watching a game of football and it was horrible um when you're in the stand you're kind of a fan but then you have that attachment to the girls in the squad I was sitting beside my family and I had to leave them because I just had to watch it myself so I just stood at a wee stairwell watching it um, when Amber scored I burst out crying and um, when Courtney saved the penalty you were going oh could this be our night we knew Scotland were going to dominate the ball like we knew that um, but we knew we could hopefully get them on the counter and everything just seemed to go right on the night thank god it's been a while so it was nice that um, everything sort of fell into place the girls were outstanding but yeah I'm not going to lie and say I enjoyed it it was absolutely horrible yeah <laughs> And overall, then you're really enjoying it. Obviously, you've been able to deal with all these girls, yeah. Katie, your family. Are they going out as well? To- uh, my dad just texted me last night to say that he's going out now with his brother because they weren't going out. So he's gone out, and um, my sister will be out there working. So it's actually nice that you've got a couple of pe- people out there. It's, it's mixed within the squad. Some people have got loads of people going. Some haven't got many going. But it's so far away, so you just you understand why it's too too much to ask for some people to go. Like my mum, I'd love her to be there, but. She's struggling a bit with arthritis and stuff like that, so you're going, that flight's just too long for her. So, yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to have my dad and my sister there. So are you happy that you cared for her? I mean, my life would be so different, so I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm buzzing, but um, no, I'm so proud that I get to represent Ireland, uh, especially my nanny. I think um, before she passed away, she was delighted too that I got to represent Ireland, so yeah, over the moon. Where's your nanny from? She's actually from Belfast. From Belfast, yeah. Cypress Street, just off Falls Road. Um, and then she went and moved to a wee place called Coney Island, not far from our glass down Patrick. Yeah, I live in Down. No, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, right, okay, yeah. 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 I spent all my, my summers and all that just at Coney oh, Island, okay. jumping into the water. That's why we're here. We go along to Dunleary and we just go for a swim. So I just float about the ocean. It's great. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, Rachel. Thanks for your time. No, thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Nice talking. Liverpool captain Nia Fahey took a moment during the week. She told Ashling that she had to just take a little moment to herself and just tell herself, well done for what you've achieved and all the hard work. Nia, we were just talking about last night. Did you enjoy it, the send-off party? Yeah, it was an unbelievable night uh, from everything earlier in the day. Lovely dinner with all the squad, the sky, and then uh, a great evening with yourselves there, the Mansion House and Gavin James to finish it off. Uh, so, like, personal gig uh, with, with friends and family. Uh, so it couldn't have gone couldn't have gone any better yeah is it really sinking in now that, that you're going to a World Cup yeah I think so it's been like a lot of the girls said it was a tense two weeks there up until the squad was finally confirmed but yeah now you know you know you're on the plane we're getting ready to go and it's all a, it's all very much a reality at the moment so we're going to bring you back to 2007 you made your debut yeah yeah like over 100 caps at this point like it's an incredible journey that you've been on not many people will ever go on the journey that you've been on I'm sure there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way it's not been straightforward but to be finally going to the pinnacle the, the World Cup it's just incredible unbelievable um, like there's a few veterans as uh, like to allude to yourself uh, Anya, Diane experience. exactly experience we'll have, to, we'll have to come up with a few I'll have to get the thesaurus <laughs> out to come up with a few words but no we've been on um, a massive journey to try and get to this point didn't know if it was ever going to come for me personally um but yeah I can just yeah I'm so 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 happy that it's actually happening and that I'm here it feels a bit surreal but uh yeah I'll have to get my head screwed back on fairly soon because you know I have a job to do as well 
And what about your your family and friends? What was it like to tell them that you're on the plane? Oh, I'd say they were more they were more nervous than me. My mom said she was you know she couldn't relax, and I I got a picture of the dog, and he kind of had his head down, buried under a pillow, so <laughs> probably picking up the yeah. yeah probably picking up the tension in the house, and um, gave the gave them the text, and uh, yeah, oh thank God, and all this kind of stuff. So they were relieved for me, and uh, they can relax now as well. So obviously they feel the pressure as well. Uh, they're they're part of the journey and know what I go through and I'm not the easiest to be around at times, especially when I was injured. So, yeah, they've helped me a lot and I'm I'm happy that they can now enjoy the moment as well. Yeah, have you had a moment to really think about where you've came from to now and the setbacks that you've had? Has it sunk in to have that moment yet, or is that something that might come yeah. after maybe after the World Cup? Yeah, maybe. Like I had a bit of a moment yesterday, you know, when I was thinking through, you know, the whole journey from my debut and I was just looking back at a few photos, uh, 2007 starting off and just thinking, yeah, brilliant, Eve. like, well done. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. To do that. yeah, I did that and I, I had a moment where, you know, I gave myself a little pat on the back and said, yeah, you're well done for all the hard work and perseverance because it's all been worthwhile now. Absolutely. And like, we're, we're hearing some of the girls didn't make the team and they have this setback, but I suppose, as you said, you've had setbacks. It's how you look at it and how you respond to it. 100% um, yeah you just have to keep going I think myself I just wanted to keep going as long as I could and hopefully that the moment would come and I was lucky enough it did but you're right I 16 years trying to get to this point of actually getting to a major finals and a lot of the girls who haven't made it this time are only young like that's the beauty of it they have their whole Irish careers ahead of them and I'm sure like the likes of Leanne they'll be in major tournaments representing Ireland and for sure that's going to come and I can't wait to be supporting them when their time comes as well yeah, absolutely. And looking ahead now to the first game, less than three weeks, Australia, the 20th of July. Three weeks. Okay. <laughs> Did you not oh, know no, that? I don't know. It's three weeks, okay, that's that short. Yeah, three weeks away. Are you thinking about it? I know you have France coming up now, you have that other game to, to prepare for to get you set and ready. But are you thinking through well, what it might be like walking out in the stadium yeah. in Sydney, 80,000 people, yeah. all the Irish? I know, there. madness. Um, I had a moment yesterday, we were talking about it. Uh, Andy, our analyst, was on about his friends couldn't get tickets. So I was like, for the 82,000? And he was like, yeah, for the 82,000. So I was like, oh, wow. You know, sold out as well. So that kind of brought it brought it back home. And um, so, yeah, three weeks, like you said, that's no time. And we really need to, this is a good week now, obviously, you can celebrate, but it'll be heads on very fast for France because that's a, a really tough game. But that will, you know, lead us in nicely for getting ready to go out there and have to do a job and perform against, yeah, the, the best nations in the world. I know last time I was asking you about Galway and GA and the path that you've had, obviously, your brother, well-known as well within the GA circles. You play for, for Galway, you know, yeah. you've had that path as well. It's, it's nice to have been able to, to do both as well, I'm sure. Yeah, very proud of my GA background. Uh, yeah, I was successful as well with GA when, uh, when I was younger. So um, my brothers were my role models growing up, Gary and Richie. So um, obviously still a big GA head as well uh, there. So no, it's uh, it's great that I know a lot of people in the GA community are very proud of me as well and back home in Glannon. So um, yeah, I'm just thankful really that I've, I have the support from both sides. And yeah, it's brilliant really. Yeah, and Galway, they'll be back next year again. The men's we'll, be back, we'll be back next year. The, the women are still going, yeah, so there's yeah, there's hope there. And then, obviously, the hurlers, the lads are have limericks. So I was chatting with Claire Reardon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have a bit of a joke going on, so we'll have a, probably have a small bet to see who will come out on top of that one. <laughs> she fancies herself, but I, I have a sneaky feeling Galway will take limericks, so fingers crossed. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much. Need the best of luck now, and congratulations. Thanks a million. Yeah, cheers. Thanks a million. <laughs>
Now another youngster that made the squad. Maybe, what well, is a bit of a surprise, but she's definitely shunned in that game against Zambia. Young Shamrock Rovers star Abby Larkin spoke about how her parents reacted at the news that she made the team. Abby, has it sunk in? You're going to a World Cup? Just about, yeah. Even like getting my jersey in there, like I was so nervous walking in. Like so nervous and the girls were just so supportive when I was walking in as well and just getting that jersey off her, I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally going to the World Cup. Like it's crazy. So tell us about being told that you were going, what it was like and making that call then to your family. Oh, it's amazing. Um, obviously, yeah, Vera calls in as uh, the players that were going as a group, and um, yeah, she said it to us, and I was like, oh my god, I think I actually started crying and stuff. I was like, so happy, you know. Um, and yeah, I then told my dad, and we got in the car. He also started crying. <laughs> my mom did not know until I went home, and her stomach was in knots because she hadn't a clue what was going on. Um, and I told her and she also started crying <laughs> she, she screamed first and then she started crying so yeah they're so proud it obviously means a lot to them too they've seen what you sacrificed to, to get here and obviously probably what they sacrificed too in order to, to get you to play at the top level oh 100% yeah I think they know that I had that dedication from the start um, yeah I never was into going out and obviously I liked socialising with some of my friends but there was times where I couldn't and it was hard but um, yeah I think my love for the sport kind of took over and yeah obviously it led me here today so I'm more than grateful and yeah my mum and dad have been so supportive throughout, throughout everything like they any training they'd both come up and watch and stay for the whole training session um, all the girls to be saying to me your mum and dad's always there I was like yeah they love watching me train even like just training like anything they'd come out and watch and then obviously matches they love it so yeah so will they be going to Australia? of course yeah they have their flights booked and everything yeah they're gone 100% and when you're just speaking there about friends obviously going out and that was there times where maybe friends said like oh come on like were they trying to get you to come out and you were like no I, I know what I want to do <laughs> yeah there was sometimes um, but my friends are really supportive for me uh, yeah I obviously when I was younger uh, my school friends they they didn't understand at the time um, because I don't think they realised how like important uh, my career was at the time um, but yeah now my group friends I have all football friends mainly now um, obviously I keep in contact with some of my school friends but my football friends understand completely and they're so proud of me like you don't even understand like, they're so proud and for Shamrock Rovers how are they with all the news that they're going to have a player going to the World Cup oh yeah <laughs> can't forget on <laughs> no yeah they're so proud um all the girls are they're amazing their phones were hopping me and Anya's from the group chat um, yeah I think some of them are actually probably going to go over and watch as well um, so yeah I think I think it's they're just they're so proud like they, they've obviously helped me in, along the way as well like obviously the move from Shells was hard um, and I had a few girls that moved as well from Shells with me so they were really comforting at the time and yeah obviously Rovers have helped me a lot uh, in this selection so yeah obviously it's a credit to them and I thank them for what they've done as well for me and what does the next few weeks look like it's just three weeks now until you play that first game against Australia do you have a timetable what does it look like um, we have a timetable but it's it, it will change of course like it's not obviously not going to be the exact same for everything so yeah I think we're just going to take day by day and how it goes um, obviously work hard and try and do everything right um, 
just kind of fo- like keep focused until we obviously get the plane over to Australia. And yeah, we're obviously going to focus on the France game first, though, because that'd be really good if we win. It'd be a really good um, boost for us coming into the World Cup, you know. So yeah, focus on that for now. And yeah. And was there a moment so far that you just have had a chance to sort of stop and think? Wow, look what I've achieved. <laughs> have you had that moment yet? Is it going to come? Um, or? I think, I don't think I've had it just yet. I think it's kind of coming on to me now about, like, even talking to everyone here and getting my jersey. I think, uh, yeah, it's it's going to come on to me now in the next two, two or three days, I'd say. Um, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing feeling, you know. Like, I'd never really thought that, it, especially at this age. 18, yeah. I'll be 18. I know. <laughs> that still hasn't sunk in yet, that I'm actually 18 and I got to be all complete. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely probably not sunk in yet. Um, but obviously when I was younger, I never would have thought that I'd be going to work up, as you said, at this age. But uh, maybe in a few years' time, I would have thought. But yeah, no, I'm honoured to give, be given this chance to go Um I'm so like happy and grateful that she has so much belief in me and faith and it's kind of giving me more confidence in myself and making me believe in myself a lot more um, and yeah it's helping me perform a lot more on the pitch as well and like in training and um, obviously in training before and a few camps I don't think I was my like full self but I think it's, I'm starting to come out of my shell now and show them what I'm about so yeah and when you think of the World Cup they growing up is there anything that came into your mind like did you think back at World Cups at Ireland Moraine you're way too young to remember probably but is there any memories that your parents tell you about anything of Ireland at the World Cup no <laughs> I actually yeah. hadn't a clue <laughs> um, about any of the World Cups before this is probably my first ever like experience yeah again. experience in one so yeah it's, it's going to be one to remember anyway yeah, yeah so I'm excited Finally, Ashley O'Reilly, the big Celtic fan that she is, spoke to Celtic defender Claire O'Reardon and gave her thoughts on why a lot of people didn't actually think she made the squad. Very nice, Claire, and show me the back of it. O'Reardon, nice. <laughs> <laughs> is it sinking in? You're going to a World Cup? It was still in the process. <laughs> still in the process, but yeah, we're, we're heading off to a World Cup. We're going to Australia. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like even last night, I think that's when players started to really realise what was happening. Everybody was out to see you. Your, your friends and family were there as well. Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was so enjoyable. It was so enjoyable. Everyone had an absolute brilliant time. We can't thank the sponsors enough. Uh, and yourself, you did a, a great job as well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's exactly what the team needed um, to be able to be in that type of environment, to be able to come together and to celebrate with the people that are closest to us. Yeah, absolutely. I was just speaking to Neve there and she said she took a moment, I think it was yesterday, and she gave herself a tap on the back and said, you know, wow, well done for all the hard work. You're going to a World Cup. Are you proud of yourself? I'm very proud of myself. Um, my sister is also, she's the one tapping me on the back and she's saying, Claire, be proud of yourself, you know. Um, I think I'm probably my biggest critique, so uh, I've been reluctant to, to doing that, but I know that this moment is a time of our lives that we're never going to forget. And, you know, it's something that we always see on the television for other nations and other players to be able to go and do in major tournaments and to think World Cup now. It's, it really, it is. It's amazing. And it hasn't been straightforward. Like, you, you've had your setbacks, you've had your injuries that you'd had to overcome not that long ago to 
come back from to be on the squad. Like, I remember speaking to you, yeah. it was after the Slovakia game, uh-huh. and you know, even to be on the pitch at that point, it was a big Absolutely, and that's the type of journeys as footballers and as people that we go through. You know, everyone has their own individual journey and what we experience and what we overcome and, and get through to come to this point. It, it really is, you know, massive credit to each and every single player uh, and obviously our coaches as well because, you know, they're playing a massive part in this as well. But I suppose for me personally, thinking back to that injury at the start of the campaign when you know I really thought that I was coming into my own as a footballer I I'd played two games previously against Iceland and Belgium and you know those were games that you know I felt I did myself justice and you know that I was strong within it and those experiences again helped me coming back into the Slovakian game and even on Thursday night against Zambia so yeah it's something to be thoroughly proud of um, well, we have to keep going I have to keep going there's yeah. plenty of work to be done yet definitely we'll talk to you about your goal in the, in the Zambia game yeah you like you like those goals you like those headers <laughs> yeah well I, th- I think my aunt said to me over the weekend that ball keeps hitting your head like you have to be careful I was like but it's the only way I score so I was like I'm sorry but I'll take one for the team no problem yeah yeah, I love it like get them into the back of the net as much as I can but like again credit to obviously Chloe won the won the free kick and Megan put the ball into a brilliant spot and I, I'd sent her a message and I, I said thanks so much and she was like I said thanks so much like what a ball or something she was like you made it the ball that it was by getting on the end of it so as you can see it's always a, a team effort and again going back to our coaches they set us set us up with the set pieces so I'm just I'm just so happy that I was finally able to get my first goal for my country and at home in front of my family and friends and our amazing fans it really is such a special time um, I can remember myself and Amber quite quite we chat quite a bit yeah and you know she'd always give me a, a message if I score a goal and vice versa and um I said to her, you know, uh, in some games, you know, you don't score, you miss it, get saved. And I was like, for me, I just take it and I'm like, okay, this game I wasn't supposed to score in. Like, it'll be saved for when the time is right. And time was right on Thursday night. And what Amber, time? And what a time. And Amber scored alongside you. So did you both send messages to each other? Or did you need to? <laughs> so we were on the pitch, so we didn't have to. No. We had a we had a celebratory celebratory moment together yeah. um, there and then but yeah it was amazing it was brilliant oh, it definitely was and you're doing it for Celtic as well like you're getting these goals for Celtic so it's coming from there probably into your, your international setup as well what's it like playing for Celtic? I was just telling another reporter um, to have the experience of the last season being at Celtic and just to be part of the club and and have that feeling of what it's like to be an Irish player over there. It's so amazing to see the tricolour like f- flying the flag in in the crowds. And there's one supporter every single game she's at, and no matter you win, lose, or draw, she's always so proud of the whole team. But she's always chanting at me coming out of the changing rooms, shouting, um, "Green, white, and gold in your in your veins, running through your veins." And I'm like, "You said it, girl." 
you said it and I absolutely love it they love it and it's been such a, a special year for me being over there and just to experience everything and how the their, the game is developing over there as well um, it must really be a home away from home like to see the tricolour flying high across Celtic Park when you played there recently and you're in Scotland yeah. so for people that may not know about Celtic like it's a massive Irish community and contingency over there absolutely I think every second person is from Donegal <laughs> from what I've been told uh, so yeah the connection is amazing and you know with the Scottish as well they're great people and you know they've quite similar banter to us as well so I think that has been really nice to have after being in Germany for four years um, so a home away from home and if you think about it to have such an Irish connection um, in a country that's not Ireland is it's for me amazing and I had I had to see it for myself so I had to go there when yeah. the opportunity came about I had to go and to see the crowds that were out for the cup final I know it's not always the case but the all of the Green Brigade the, the whole lot of the, the fans were out to support you which was great to see and hopefully that continues what was that like I suppose after the game I know you all ran up to them and there was brilliant videos going around social media yeah so it was the first game that we had in Celtic Park when we played Glasgow. That was right, yeah. Uh, the Green Brigade, the boys were there, and we, all of our fans were there um, of the club and everything. And I just can't remember. Obviously, we, we let ourselves down the first half, had a good talking to, and we went out for the second half. And honestly, that that game in itself, like there's there's moments that you'll never forget, and that game is one of them because. I had never felt so many emotions and like I think every single picture was just me with my mouth open shouting <laughs> and that's the passion that we had in that game because it was such a big game um, but to be able to do it with the fans and I know they never stopped singing and the, the atmosphere that was created I was told like that it was as good if not better than some of the wins games so for me that says it all and for you now with Ireland what does it mean to be on this plane like we talked last night and you said that maybe some people didn't think you might be on this plane and you're on this plane on Merrick Claire for your performances for your hard work dedication everything that goes with it what does it mean to you now to, to be able to say you're home it means that I'm going to have to keep doing more of that um, Honestly, to, to be considered part of the 23 is such a privilege and honour. And I'm so I'm so grateful and I'm, I'm so proud of it, of each and every single player here. Um, and for the players that aren't here and the players that have been, who have been behind us as well. So for us, you know, all we can do is just keep going. We can keep going. We, we have to continue working hard, you know, we have to keep training. Um, there's still work to be done yet you know so uh, and the games are going to be tough so we have to be ready for them but each and every single player here is here because they're worthy of it and you know I said to we just watch people on the TV doing this <laughs> going to the World Cup and we're going to the World Cup now like Republic of Ireland Women's Team are going to the World Cup and each and every single player here is going to the World Cup with our, with our fantastic staff with all the media that are going to do such a, an amazing job to be able to show everyone at home there what's happening but for the Irish people in Australia we're coming down 
or calm down <laughs> love it Brilliant pair of very best of us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, as you can hear from the players, the excitement is starting to build for the World Cup. If you want to get to know the squad a little bit more, make sure you subscribe to the Koi Gig Pod, where there's a huge back catalogue of interviews with most of the Irish players that's on the plane. And it's the best place to get all the reaction and build up during this summer's World Cup. Subscribe to the Koi Gig Pod on the Off the Ball Sports app now. We're going to Australia. Surely, <laughs> surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. You can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green.